0: Hi, I'm Chrissy. Hi guys, I'm Marie. Welcome to We Call Bullshit. I am just your accessory. Marie. Yeah. What are we calling bullshit on today? Call bullshit on yourself. And we believe that life is way too short for shallow conversation and mediocre sex.
1: Yeah, we do. (laughs) Hey, Marie, what are we calling bullshit on today? Hey, Chrissy.
0: Well, we're calling bullshit on how society makes us think what we need to like feel and think a certain way. Our society makes us believe that we should feel and we should think a certain way. And that's really hard because I think from a young age, we're conditioned mm-hmm. to like, because you're a boy, you need to be tough because you're a girl. You need to be soft. And, like, it's these kind of made-up behaviors, and we're going to talk about energies today, masculine and feminine energy, Um, but it's, we both have both. And from a young age, it's like dads will tell their boys if they're crying in football, like, you can't cry here, you know, there's no room for that, and toughen up, and be strong, and, like, we're conditioned to, like, really fucking feel a certain way. And it's really hard, and girls, be nice. Be sweet. Smile. Smile. Look pretty. Love that one. Smile. Don't. Yep. It's just like, fuck. I think it's taught. And so I'm trying to navigate right yeah. now with two daughters and a son
1: and you the same. Like, well, more is caught than taught, right? So I think it's also, you necessarily teach them, but society teaches them. But then they're also watching. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Right. So, yeah. like, more, in my opinion, is caught than taught. But I think the overall picture of it is there are those societal norms of, you know, boys do this, girls do this, and then, however, now I will almost argue that that is still true, but it's also shifting. I love that. I thank God. It's, there's that shift in a lot of ways, almost the shift maybe too far to one side or too far to another side. Yeah, which we've talked about. So that's why we wanted to bring this back because we've gotten so much feedback about diving deeper into those masculine, feminine energies.
0: Yeah, and we recorded um, big dick energy. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and like Chrissy said, our feedback was pretty powerful. The males really liked that one. They were like, thank you, definitely, like hard to be male. You know, but I do think, and like a lot of our friends that are comfortable enough to have these conversations with us, a lot of the older guys in our life that are like our age and above were like, thank you. Thank you for saying that because I love being a man. And right now, you know, I know my ex-husband is looking for a job and he is a you know, 50-something-year-old white male. And it's hard to be in that category right now because it's trendy and not okay for, you know, for them to be submissive. And I talked about this with the other silver fox the other day, and we were talking about the dichotomy of someone's success has to be someone else's failure. right? If you look at two like things, for, life doesn't have to be a seesaw. For one of the energies or demographics of people to rise, It's weird that we have to subdue another version or a different culture. Like, that's not fair. Why can't we both rise together rather than one has to be submissive, one has to, like, take the back seat so the other one can rise up?
1: I think it goes where we talk about people will say relationships are 50-50. I don't believe that. Right. Mm -hmm. Actually, we don't believe that. We've talked about it. It's 100-100. And so I don't like the idea that if I'm an alpha female, which I am, I tend to have more masculine tendencies than I do feminine. There's a course you can take to online if you're like I don't even know what my core energy is. Yes, we there, should really talk about which that. Which we will talk about yeah. how you figure out what you are. But figure out what you are without your shields, without your trauma, without your experiences is a whole nother ball game versus like who you really are at, at your core. Is when this you a peel that layer back? Therapy session for me. For maybe, well, both of us. I think <laughs> I think I just had a, a head start a couple years on you on yeah. it, but it's the same thing, right? right. And so. You know, I don't think it's fair to say that, well, because I'm an alpha dominant female, that I shouldn't want a man in my life that is just as alpha or more alpha than I am. I don't think that's fair because I think we can coexist together, to your point. Like, just because I'm alpha doesn't mean that he has to automatically be submissive yeah. or vice versa. I don't think that that's a fair shake on it. Mm-hmm. I will, however, say, though, that we've talked about this, that if I am with somebody, and they're not putting the pants on, so to speak, mm-hmm. I will put the pants on. Like, I will give you the space and opportunity to do so, because that's truly what I want, is somebody to, to lead, take control, you know, in that situation. But if that's not happening, then I will do it myself. Someone's
0: got to put the fucking pants somebody on. Somebody has to put the pants on. Can't be naked. No.
1: <laughs> Can't be naked. Someone's Somebody's got to put the pants, pants on. on. And if you're not going
0: to do it, I might as well.
1: <laughs> and- I might kick and scream the whole way about it, and then that's where the resentment comes in, right? Yeah. So I find for me personally, even though in my nature for the most part, I like taking control. I like being a leader. I like getting shit done. But when I come home, I want that hat to come off at the door, and I want my significant other to be able to take, to put the pants on in that sense. And if that's not happening, resentment builds for me. Got it.
0: So we're going to unravel all of this Mm -hmm. right now, and the first thing I want to do is Making you aware of who you are, your perception, looking at your life and your feelings and your emotions and your energies from a 30,000 foot view is super important. So right now we talk a lot about these energies. We've done a lot of research and work and, kind of introspection on these qualities because they carry more weight I believe than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And what happens is we talked about in one of our very early episodes a reason season or a lifetime, right? Relationships, what what do they do? And so I argue that sometimes your reasons are not necessarily people. So what's in the box today is the book that changed my life. So, this book Untamed by Glennon Doyle, it's not finished yet. I have a little bit left to go because I promised myself I wouldn't finish it until one thing left in my life, you know, I need to get done is done. <clears throat> and so, why I love this book is I've never felt more comfortable with realizing like who I am. And she does a really good job of making you feel like the way you are is exactly the way you should be. And that's empowerful. Like it's empowering to know that like, it's okay to feel how you feel. You're not alone, you're not weird. There are tons, millions of people out there that are put into this life that is just not authentic to them and authenticity is key to happiness. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe in my old marriages or, or old marriage or a relationship or any friendships or jobs, I didn't feel like I was able to be myself. And when I read this book called Untamed, she struggled, too, in a world that wasn't really, you know, hers. So this is really important. My favorite, and I'm just going to read um, the one, like the one kind of claim to fame. She also has a journal that you can get the Untamed journal. Which is really great, um, and that's kind of working through the process. So after you read the book, I highly encourage you find her journal, which brings you through, un, you know the untamed part. And um, the idea in the first chapter is that basically she took her daughter to a zoo, and her zoo in the in the zoo there was a cheetah, and her mom just encourages her like to realize that like you can't change a cheetah's spots. Like, even if you take a cheetah and you put her in the zoo, she's still a cheetah. So she's still going to act like that, even if she's not in her environment. And like, so, you know, they do this thing with food and chasing around. And it's like, she's almost like forced, you know, she's almost forced to be something that she's not. But you're still a fucking cheetah. And like, you still have to run. And it's still you, even though you try to domesticate someone... She's wild and she's going to be wild. Like one of me and Chrissy's favorite, um, we're like really need to get this tattoo. It says love her and leave her wild. And we don't mean wild, like wild and crazy. We mean wild, like raw and authentic.
1: Yeah. And that's, we went on a hike with a bunch of our close friends uh, a couple weeks ago now. And I had this epiphany that in my most current relationship for the first two years, I was a fabricated version of myself. Not because of him or anything that he did, but it was my reaction to my abandonment wounds and wanting to be accepted, right? So I was trying to force a you know, square, peg in, square, peg, square peg into a round hole, and I was not allowing you know, that cheetah inside of me to just be a cheetah. But at the end of the day, I'm still a cheetah. And there's parts of me that I was missing for a long time. And I think you would agree yeah. in your marriage that you felt that way. And like Marie said, at the end of the day, it is okay for us to be exactly who we are. We might lose sight of that, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you might feel the most loss right before you really find yourself again. And then you're just the better, more empowered version of yourself when you come out of that experience and you remember who the fuck you are. Yeah. (laughs) And like, granted, I'm getting
0: my period, so (laughs) I'm a little bit more emotional than normal. (laughs) But like, it's suffocating to not be yourself it like weighs on me every day and so if I had an autobiography it would be called I made that decision Mm -hmm. that's the story of my life I don't really have any regrets like ever because I believe that I made that decision I am in control of what has happened to me you know not as a child child but like as an adult I made a choice to be the cheetah in a zoo that was on me I take full accountability for that, but I also take full accountability of realizing that I it was it was me that was a different person. And no matter what, you can put lipstick on a pig. You could put fucking like, you know, great ass furniture in a shitty house with no foundation. You can make anything look and feel good for a little bit of time, but when shit starts to shake, when everything gets taken out, when, when the people leave the party, what's real and what's raw will, we see, will be seen. Absolutely. And that's what happened to me. And like Same. I realized very quickly after I had my last, my last child, I was like something is wrong. And I talked about that in a couple of episodes before is like the reason season or lifetime is. Not only did I start to find people who made me feel like my most authentic self because I saw myself in them, but then I started to do research. I started to read more. I started to look at my life from a 30,000-foot view. I started caring more about my feelings that I I navigated through this whole journey of self-help, which was magical. Self-help affects other people because people don't want you to change because they like how you are. They like the consistency. You don't have to stay. You don't have to argue that that's the reason why that you should stay or feel a certain way because you're trying to not affect someone else. Because the only person you're affecting when you do that is yourself in the long run. And I realized that I was prickly, I was mad, I was aggravated, I was resentful. I was the least proud version of myself in the most consistent version of my life. And that felt like shit. And when I started to look at it like that, I started to say, "Okay, Marie, maybe this is on you. This is your job. This is you need to do the research. And so I did. I started to talk about masculine and feminine energy. I started reading books. I started talking to the right people who were actually in it for the positives and not in it for the negatives and the stays. Like, I needed to be shaken. I needed to be shook. I needed to open my fucking eyes. Because society, like we talked about a long time ago, I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought that I... I, Every wife is miserable.
1: Right. That's what happens. When you're in a position where you're not feeling a certain way, we justify it. We rationalize it. We numb it. We ignore it. We start to say, like Marie just said, All marriages are miserable. All relationships go through this. But then actually, you can be looking for evidence for that, or you can be looking at evidence for in the other direction. And so number one thing is taking accountability for yourself and your actions. Notice when I said before, and Marie said the same thing, I didn't put the blame on my current partner or anything. I was the one that said I was a fabricated version of myself because I was trying to fit somewhere I didn't belong. Mm -hmm. I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. because I. I was trying to, you know, scale back what makes me me because I was too aggressive. I was too much of a leader. I was too, I needed to be more feminine. And maybe while that is true to some regard, I was going about it really just to fit into a place that I didn't actually belong. Yeah. And then what happens over time Mm. is that resentment builds. And then that expiration date, you know, once that hits, that's where that anger, the resentment builds up. And it's because I take full responsibility for the choices that I made that led me to this position.
0: Yeah. And I think some people are afraid to be their most authentic self because they're afraid to be rejected. They're afraid to be And that's exactly what it was for me. I was afraid
1: of losing him or the rejection, or then that meant that somehow along the way, you know, I wasn't worthy of the love, right? Like there's that whole abandonment thing where if he rejected me for who I really was or am, right, I'm not worthy.
0: Yeah, and that's so sad because, like, I would argue that, like, if someone doesn't like who you are, like, then that's on them. Like, I refuse ever again to edit myself to make someone else like me or feel Feel comfortable. yeah, feel comfortable. Like, if you don't like me and you are making that aware, like, thank you. I don't need you in my life because I don't want to be anyone different than I actually am. And if you don't like me for that, then bye. You don't need to be in my circle. I don't want you in my life if you don't like me. And you don't want me in your life if you don't like me. Chances are, if I don't like you, you don't like me. In my, and like, so I'm not afraid of abandonment or I'm not afraid of rejection for someone who genuinely doesn't like me or the way that I am. And we don't have to make every single person happy. I would rather surround myself with people who genuinely love the way I am and yes, there are multiple ways and multiple facets of, of, of like personality traits and all the stuff. Like a Danny probably doesn't, you know, love every single thing about me. I probably don't love every single thing about you. Right. But I respect you enough to love you in, in whole and then take the qualities that I like about you and raise them higher. I'm on a pedestal, and, yeah. and then the things that I don't like about you is we can talk about them. Mm-hmm. Actually,
1: I really don't, no, don't like anything I mean, about you. But we could talk. But I think to take this, right, like. As women, we are taught, this is that whole idea, to be people pleasers. Yes, okay. So this is like kind of where this all comes in. She talks about that, people pleasing in the book. She talks about that. We, a lot of times, will dim our light because we don't want to make somebody else uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so that's when that whole, well, if I become less of who I am, right, then I'm not taking away from other people, which is so bullshit because I think a rising tide raises all ships. And so we can all, there's plenty of room for us all to shine together and be exactly who we are. But that whole trying to fit in and not make other people uncomfortable is because of that whole people-pleasing thing as women that we get at a young age, right? Yeah. Don't rock the boat. Don't say that. Sit there and look pretty. Smile more. Those are all things that you hear. I, somebody said it to me the other day in the gym. I was just kind of, I Did guess- you have a
0: resting face? I had, had a resting on. bitch
1: face, which <laughs> I like a lot of people are intimidated by me, and I'm like, yeah. Are you intimidated or do I make you uncomfortable because I say the truth? Yeah. Like, like, what is it actually about me that makes you feel intimidated? Because you're not intimidating. You're intimidated. Right. Because if you actually had a conversation with me, you would realize that I'm like a teddy bear and would really do anything for anyone. So like, that's your shit. I don't take offense to that anymore. However, and also that whole, if you were to set a boundary... You are not, it is not your responsibility how somebody reacts to that boundary. Yeah. Right? Like, that is not your shit. That is their shit. Mm -hmm. So if you're setting a boundary for yourself because you are saying, like, I am choosing me first, right? I am prioritizing myself, my feelings, you know, my wants, you don't have to justify it to anybody else. And you also don't have to worry about their reaction because you're just saying this is my boundary, right? If you don't want to go somewhere, I always say this to my friends. I am super cool about this. If we have plans and something happens in your life that you're like, I just don't have the energy for it, you can just say to me, listen, I know we had plans, but I just really don't have the energy for it. And I am like so understanding I get that. Yeah. You know, you don't need a reason to say no to something.
0: Yeah. And standing up for yourself is really, really hard. So I try and like in in the fitness world, it's easy. You know, I was having plenty of conversations with people when they get down on themselves or they feel a certain way. And it's like, how would you coach someone else in this you know, what would you say to your client if, and then you would say, like, if you didn't have energy to go out, you would say to your client, it's totally fine. But then, like, give that same grace to yourself. Mm -hmm. And then, but it's hard to justify because people choose to lie. People choose to, or I say lie in such a dramatic way, but I just mean people create scenarios in their head to, like, lie or make, just be just be real. The more real
1: you are, you don't have to create this story of like, oh, I don't feel good. I, will, I don't like I, I don't, will always eh. respect somebody more if they just tell me to go fuck myself. Honestly, <laughs> like, it's really? true. I, I mean, like, listen, if that's really how you feel in the moment, don't fabricate it. Just say, go fuck yourself. Like, I would rather the honesty. Wouldn't you rather the truth? I'm going to guess, yeah. Because I, I can handle that. Right. I would totally rather the truth. And then how I react to it is my stuff, right? Like That's me. Where I am then like, okay, what about this? What about me made her or him feel this way, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I always reflect and say, did I play a role in it? Sometimes I didn't. Sometimes it's really just them having a moment, right? Mm -hmm. And so I can differentiate that. But then I'm also self-aware enough to say, did I play a role in it? Yeah. Like, did I deserve to go fuck yourself? Or, you know, was that really that they were just having a bad day and I was like the lucky recipient?
0: (laughs) So, so. We just dove real deep into, like, the power and the purpose of getting to know yourself. Right? So that was the why. The why you get to know yourself. Because it's good to feel authentic. It's natural to feel good in your own skin. It's all of these things. But then how do you really, once, you have, once you're perceptive, once you've, like, read the book, once you've met the person, once you've looked in the mirror, once you've, you know, took, stood in your mirror naked, raw unfiltered mom belly and all mommy belly and all (laughs) who are you and you have to figure out you know what you do with that information and what you do while you carry this into your relationships carry it into your job so um there's this guy that we really like jake woodward jake woodard yeah woodard he's Uh, an instagram
1: guy shocker it's 2023 um do you want to talk about him? yeah so jake woodard i don't remember how i was introduced to him this is going back years now and i actually won a one-on-one session with him and we did a lot of masculine and feminine work together in the two hours that i had with him and it was super life-changing because i always was like i'm just so masculine like that's just who. did you I even am. know that word though Yeah, because I was always told that my whole life. Oh. That I was just like abrasive and aggressive and, you know, those are all the things. So as people tell you things, you start, you believe them, right? Yeah. Like they're, you start to believe what you hear over and over and over again. That's why self-affirming, like self-affirmations are so important because your brain physically starts to believe what people tell you. So my whole life. Sorry, I I don't want to interrupt you, but
0: we're so similar in that way. Like when I was younger, people would be like, you're, you're such, you're so much like a boy. You're so always. much like a boy. I was always, always like a boy. And I would be like, you know, not only was I like short and muscular, so I weighed like yeah, a brick. Ex- exactly. But then <laughs> I. I
1: <sink> like rocks.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I'm like a good fellas <laughs> episode. You wrap a cement block, like just wrap me around someone's ankle, you're fucking going. I hate swimming. But because yeah, because I'm so dense. We are not built for that. I am like from the bottom of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. People used to be like, you're so much like a boy. You're so. Del-. And I would be like, really? Like, and I did to your point. Like, start to believe that like I became this guy's girl same because I was being told and maybe I was but like at a really young age when I had no thought process of this like I I didn't have the maturity or the emotional intelligence to like realize what I was doing I was just naturally being myself and now when I look back on it I was like oh it's just your personality type sweetie you're just confident and like defensive and you're gonna stand up
1: for what you believe I heard that my whole life. I played pop Warner football, tackle football through, you know, e- through 8th grade. Like I was always super athletic. I could do anything the men the men could do. Like I was raised by a bunch of men, right? And do so you guys, Did you guys know that Chrissy played football and I wrestled? <laughs> like I I need to see the singlet pictures. I will show you me in my full on pads, okay? Like short hair like so bad, yeah, like, but I, also so badass at the same time. Yeah, so badass is <laughs> yes, what it exactly.
0: You're so badass. I, but, like, no, I wrestled, Chrissy.
1: I know. I, I didn't know that until a couple weeks uh, ago I know, that. but, I like, no, shocked.
0: singlet and all. Like, I had, like, the singlet on with a t-shirt under and this was- No
1: wonder why people were
0: like, you're so, like, a boy. I fucking wrestled. Right. I only wrestled because my stepbrother, like, needed uh, some He didn't, he was younger than me, so he was like, do you want, you know, I need you blank
1: blank. I was in, like, fifth grade. And I was like, strap that's, on.
0: That's how I, I started that.
1: with football. I, my brother, my older brother was playing. He's two years older than me. And there was flag at the time. Mm-hmm. And I would run sprints with them at the end of you know, practice. And the coach was like, you're really fast. Like, so then my parents were like, okay, you can play flag, right? And then I played flag and I was really good. And then a couple years later, it was like, well, now you're going to tackle. And then that was, like that, that was really a fork in the road there. And I will give credit where credit is due to my parents because I was, my dad really did raise me like, you could do anything you want to do if you work hard enough and you put your mind to it, and I will support you no matter what. Like whether you fall on your face or you succeed, I will support you. And so I can't imagine as a mom now, like strapping my seven year old into like, seven year old girl into like full on pads, you know, and letting her go out with the boys. Like I really have a hard time now, like understanding how my parents, like not only did it, but advocated me, advocated. For me. Um, but I kicked ass. I was a middle linebacker and running back at, through age 14, like Holy every single year. Shit. I mean, I crushed them. So, like when the little giants icebox came out, like I was fucking icebox, okay? My, <laughs> oh my the guys God. that I still like played with, they will still message me and be like, yo, icebox. You know, it's like this whole thing. That's
0: so funny. And it's
1: something that, but that was what defined me for so long. And I carried that energy with me really for so long. And then I think I hit a brick wall where I was like, in my leadership, actually, in my business, where I was like, what is preventing me from getting to the next level? And I had to take a look at, I would just be like, this is just what you do and this is just how you do it. Because that was how I learned, right? You learn that way. Most people, especially women, I was leading a group of women, don't work that way. So I had to tap into the feminine side of me that I had shut off for so long because it was survival, right? Like I was always surviving. And then I never asked for help. I thought it meant that I was weak. I never wore pink. I mean, like we're really saying like, I totally shut that side off of of me off. And then I hit that wall and I was like, what is it? Like, what is my, what's the edge here? Like, what am I missing? And it was that piece of me, my vulnerability in my heart and the softness that is in me that I had to find that was so difficult for me to do that because that was not who I believed myself to be for my entire life. And then I, you know, started diving into feminine and masculine energies and I was like, wow, who am I really? What is it that I really want? Why won't I let somebody take control? Why won't I let somebody pay for me? Why won't I ask for help? I started asking myself the hard questions. And then when I unraveled all that and I realized that it was because I didn't feel safe and I didn't feel like I could and I felt like that I was losing pieces of me if, I met, if it meant that I needed help. And so I then unraveled and through like Jake Woodward and tons of other people out there now and working with a spiritual life coach who really helped me understand that being vulnerable, being authentic, being loving does not make you weak. It actually makes you so strong because there's so much power and vulnerability and authenticity. As I'm sharing all this on a public platform, right? This at one point in my life would have made me feel really weak. Yeah. And now I can stand here and say that this is who I am and this is a strength that I can be authentic and raw and vulnerable and show that I'm not perfect, that I have so many shortcomings, but I am working on it every single day.
0: Yeah. And that when you think about the moments, where you call yourself out, when you're able to look at Chrissy from someone else's perspective, from Anastasia's perspective, (laughs) when you actually look at your most authentic self, what are some characteristics that you can verbalize or define that state that you are more
1: masculine? I know you already said them, but I'm asking you to say them So, I mean, I'm a leader. I take control. I'm just a natural, like, if somebody's like, I don't know where to go next, I'm like, I got it. Let's figure it out. You Mm -hmm. know, if somebody needs to plan something, I'm like, I got it. Let's do it. So those are all, and like, so, I'm, I'm resilient, so, I'm gritty, I'm, I'm resourceful. Like, I will figure out how to make more money. Like, in those ways, I'm very driven and very, those are masculine tendencies, right? Masculine tendencies. Tendencies. So,
0: right, we're not saying boy-girl. Yeah, it's just a this tendency. This is not boy-girl thing. This is not saying, like, literally, like, I'm a boy, so I'm more driven. No, these mm-hmm. are energies. So the word masculine and feminine are just qualities that have just more... You know you have I and mean, en- more energies on your right men, and like the and, grit women and the and um, masculine and feminine energies, you know, Chrissy talks about her tattoos, right? Grit and grace, your right side is your masculine side, right? Mm-hmm. Your right side is your masculine masculine side, and your left side is your feminine side. And so you know, Chrissy and I both have carry a lot of those you know tendencies of masculine energy. so it's like i I am more assertive masculine quality. I am more. Do not need anyone's help. I am more independent. I am more like, yes, I'm extroverted, but I'm more of the I got it. It's Mm -hmm. like this very kind of structured, strong, secure um, feelings of I'm capable and independent and structured and all of those tendencies. Then on the other side is you have your feminine side, which is your left side energy, the softer one. The loving one, the nurturer, the caregiver, the um, wanting to be t- like wanting to be taken care of and feeling safe and secure, and um, not as loud, a little bit more like soft in your voice or things like that, where it's like you're not going to ask the hard question, you're not going to ask any question, right? And so, how do you feel like you balance now both of them? Do you feel like you default to? your masculine energy still? um, Or do you feel like you want to be different? Like, do you, are you trying right now? Yeah, it's a
1: conscious effort because I naturally default to those masculine tendencies because that's where I feel safe. I feel safe if I'm in control. I feel safe if I'm. Was that me? Like, yeah, the control of the outcome. So Marie, I like, you know, I know Marie so well at this point and her energy on Saturday was so crazy because she was in a situation that she really had no control over at all. And from the moment we picked her up, she was just like not herself because she was having all these emotions because she was not in the driver's seat, not physically and not not, <laughs> meta- physically. not, and not metaphorically Weird. either. She was just kind of like thrown into the wolves with good intention behind it, right? Yeah. Like friends of ours, you know, it's had like, yeah. good intention and so like i basically had to walk her through
0: (laughs) i'm so bad at this stuff (laughs) i like so i the line that i chose to use and i was like i like to choose my victims (laughs) i'm like so i was like set up for the first time i've never like i like to choose who comes come comes into my life like i've never been like set up with a stranger before like any of that so i was like super defensive because I wasn't in control, and I felt uncomfortable, so I was having physical reactions to not being in control. I was like, you know, like s- sitting up straight. I was like, real tight. I was like, and then Chrissy and all of our friends were like, "Would you chill out? Like, what is wrong with you?" I mean, and I'm like, i I'm knew, fine. I knew what was wrong. I'm
1: fine, but I'm but fine. That, like shit. shit." But then, <laughs> as the night wore on, and once he was there, I was reading yeah. your energy, and I was like, okay, she's feeling more comfortable, she's feeling okay. More feminine. And here's the thing, Marie and I both will verbally say that we prefer a man to take control. Mm-hmm. So I was reminding her, I'm like, you have to give him the space and the opportunity to do so yeah. if that's truly what you want.
0: And I, yeah, I have definitely like a short patience. Like, I don't know what it's like to be in this world. Like, I don't, I've always been in relationships, so I don't know what it's. We're such girlfriends. Yeah, I'm such a girlfriend. Like, I'm such a masculine girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know what it's like to be in this world. And so I I have a really, and I know a lot of people, like, I'm a masculine chick in New Jersey. I need shit done quick. And she's Sicilian. And I'm Sicilian. (laughs) Like, I need shit done quick. Like, if you're not going to do it, like, I'm going to do it quick. But, like, Marie, get it. Like, count to ten, honey. Like count I'm to like, ten. Give him
1: a chance to do it. Like
0: count to ten. And
1: that's kind of where my growth has come in, where I now acknowledge, mm-hmm. right, about myself that I'm like, you need to actually give the space, and you need to like, slow
0: your roll a little bit. Yeah, like you can't complain that someone doesn't open the door for you if you're, if you're the- opening the door, if you're opening
1: the door for yourself, like like I'm like walking quicker just to get to the door to open it and then be like, oh, he didn't open the door for me. Like, no fucking shit. He didn't pay the bill, but I insisted that I pay it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I mean, what do you really want him to do then? You know? I, know. I, mean- I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know. Why are we, record- why are we talking about this? I don't know. Because it's, it's important. Let's change the it's subject. Exactly. That's why it's Thank you
0: for calling We Call Bullshit.
1: I gotta go. <laughs> masculine, feminine energies. And I think it's so important. You know, And same thing. It's okay if you're a woman and you're like, I would rather plan and pay the bill and whatever. I would argue that that might be the survival part of you. And that's not actually how you feel. I feel that most women, like Marie and I, even though we have masculine tendencies, We tend to be more masculine at our core. I don't actually want that. Like, I dated somebody after my ex-husband. It was a long-term relationship for me. That initially, that was comforting to me. That he was super feminine in his energy because I was like, this is great. I rule the freaking roost." Like, I'm not nervous. I felt safe in the sense of, like, it was easy. You know, it wasn't combative at all. It was very neutral. It was safe. And so... That's not the really what I wanted. Yeah, because you, that's your merry-go-round. Right. That was the merry-go-round for me. And I'm like, I don't actually want
0: this. I don't do well here. Right. And you have to realize that there are ways that you can figure out what you don't and do like about your situation. So being one or the other is your pro. So if you're thinking right now, like, what's your pro? What's your con? Who are you? What do you like? What don't you like? Is don't judge yourself. Like, yes... I will always be more masculine. It's just who I am at my nature core. Just who, genetically who I am. I don't want to change. However, I do believe that, and we're going to talk about this in our next episode, is nurturing and your nurtured behaviors as a child and how you grew up causes you to have edited nature behaviors. Is I no doubt have a hard time tapping into my feminine energy because of what happened to me in my experiences. You need to have a balance of both, whether you're a man that's feminine, whether you're a man that's masculine, or whether you're a woman that's feminine or a woman that's masculine. The yin and the yang work. And just because one quality stands out in one situation and is subdued in one situation, that osmosis of both energies is super important. But you have to realize there's a time and a place to have all, there's space for both of those things. And you will default to the comfort of who you are that nature intended you to be. So ask yourself who you are, ask yourself what you like, do a quiz, Google it, ask us a question, go get a, get a masculine energy, read a book. I don't care what you do is self-reflection And that 30,000-foot view of who you are will help you realize how you carry relationships, how you carry friendships, how you carry personality types, all of the things about you. So when you're done listening to this podcast, do something for yourself. Write a pro-con list. I don't know. But the more you know, the stronger you are. And like the more you know, the more you know. And that's it.
1: So thank you for tuning in on this episode. We appreciate you guys. Adios. Bye.